Amen. That was a great prayer time. Amen. About the Holy Spirit of God moving in the midst as he does, points us to Christ, leads us to Christ. All right. Uh, we are going to be in Mark chapter 9 tonight. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. All right. Oh, my wife's going to take the kids downstairs if they want to go downstairs. Here, okay, Mark chapter 9. If you would read with me in verse 17. Mark 9, verse 17. The Bible says in Mark 9, in the scriptures, in Mark chapter 9, verse 17, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master... I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. It means he couldn't speak. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. That means he's, this demon is ripping his body apart, this young boy's body. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. This young man's getting destroyed. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him, this spirit, this dumb spirit? And he said, of a child. And he wasn't born with it, but you see here this spirit this devil came in the form of a physical handicap. Now, it doesn't mean everyone that can't speak or uh, the, the Lord calls him a deaf and dumb spirit. In verse 25, when he casts him out, uh, that every physical ailment is not the case, but let's not rule it out as well. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? He said, of a child. So from a child there, his little boy born as a baby, his boy, his son, um, was healthy and running around. And there came a time where all that changed for the young boy and also for the father. And as the father had to deal with his son, the fellowship was broken. 
he no longer had the, the boy he had. He was different. And it wasn't just about being, uh, not being able to speak, but also his, the spirit of this boy was different. This devil was altering him. It was changing him and torturing him. And he was being tortured from the inside out. The physical handicap was one of the attributes of this devil. And the Lord names him as a deaf and dumb spirit in verse 25. Let's read in 22. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. Oh, the devil hated this young man. Hated him. Wanted to kill him. Wanted to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Notice the Lord uh, asking him these questions and the father responding, um, if you would just have compassion, if you can do anything, help us. He didn't say help him, he said help us. The father was also suffering with him. I wonder if it was the father's fault uh, that this young boy was possessed. Maybe the father was uh, watching things that he shouldn't have uh, on television. I wonder if the father was getting into things and opened up the door for the devil to come into his home. You know, parents, you need to be careful what you allow into your home. The devil will accept every and any invitation into your life. He is after you as a roaring lion, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And just as the Lord, uh, his goal is to reach every soul on this earth, every soul on planet earth for the Lord Jesus Christ to get them saved, it is also the devil, his goal is to destroy every soul on this earth and to keep people from getting saved. And if you're, if you're saved tonight, Praise God, you are taken from the hands of the devil and placed in the Lord Jesus Christ's hands. And now the devil cannot have you. He cannot take you. But he can surely destroy your life. He can surely destroy your testimony. And he can surely destroy your uh, potential for the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He asked his father, how long? He said, of a child. He was dealing with this. I wonder if it was the dad's fault. It doesn't matter. What is now is. This boy became devil-possessed in the form of a handicapped spirit. I've met people that were so-called deemed, uh, oh, he just has ADD or he has this. and There is no reason why somebody may have a handicap that they should act wrong. Don't worry about this boy. He, he is uh, mentally ill. That's why he's cursing. That's why he's saying those filthy things. That's why he's acting like that. No, that is not why he's acting like that. There, he is not of uh, the spirit of God. He has a different spirit. He has a devilish spirit. And yeah, he may be that way, but he doesn't have to stay that way, amen? 
If he can have a devil in him, he can surely get the Spirit of God in him. This boy can get saved and be delivered from the bondage and snare of the devil, as the Bible says. This devil hated this young man. Hated him. Hated him. There are many spirits in the world. Devils. There are lying spirits. How do you know you don't believe a lie? The Bible calls the Holy Spirit of God the spirit of truth. We know the Holy Spirit of God, he doesn't lie to us. He points all people to Christ. You know the Holy Spirit of God when he's convicting your heart of sin. You know when it's not the Spirit of God, when he's pulling you away from the Lord, when he's trying to keep you away from the Lord, when he's putting things in front of you that are taking you away from your walk with the Lord. It may appear that it is the Spirit of the Lord, but it's not. For the Spirit of the Lord points all men unto the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Spirit of the Lord points all women unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what he will always do, because that is the only place where we are safe. Oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. The devil wants to destroy you today. He will have you destroyed. He will have your potential destroyed. He will have your marriage destroyed. He will have your life destroyed. That's the devil's goal. Whether he does it soon or later, it will happen. The Bible says, and you hath he quickened. That's God quickening us. That means made us alive. The word quick means alive. Quicken means to make alive. And you and me hath he made us alive. And you hath he quickened who were dead. We're dead in trespasses and sins. Where in times past we walked according to the course of this world, the Bible says. According to that spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience, called the prince and power of the air, the prince of this world, which is the devil. The devil is the prince of this world. A prince is a son of a king. That means all that this world produces is towards the devil. All of the fruit of this world, all of its production, everything this world has to offer leads in succession to the devil himself. If you naturally just fall in line with what's taught out there, if you naturally fall in line with the music and the ways of this world, your course, a course is from A to B, a destination, a track. Your course is the devil. Your course is destruction. Turn there with me in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read that together. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1.
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all, all of us, this is talking to the church at Ephesus, this is talking to saved people, that we all had our conversation. That means the way we conducted ourselves. See, when the Lord saved us, thank God he gave us eternal life on the spot. That'll never change. But what he also did with that was he pulled us out of the world. If you're saved today, you are no longer of this world. Don't you feel that? You've been delivered from the prince and power of the air. You've been delivered from the devil's hands. You were pulled out of his hands. You were pulled out of that course. And you've been set on the course to heaven. Why do we live any longer therein? Among whom also we all. There is no one exempt from that word all. If you're saved today, you were a part of that as well. You're no more righteous than one another. We all have the same sinful flesh. But we also all have the same powerful God. We also all have the same powerful Savior who saved us to the uttermost, who gave us all the same salvation, who forgiven us all of our sins. There is none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But we have the same Savior that has taken us all from the course of that world and has placed us in his hands. And no man shall be able to pluck you out of the Father's hands. We all had our conversation, the way we conduct ourselves, the way we lived in time past, in the lust of our flesh. That father knew who to take his son to. The doctors couldn't help if you took that same boy to the doctors, they would have diagnosed him, put him on disability, SSD, put him on medication, and sent him on their way. That father took that young boy to the disciples. Man cannot help in spiritual matters. There was one last one the father took him to, and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. The father took his boy to Jesus himself, and the Lord took care of it and casted that devil out. Let's go back there and mark. Mark chapter 9. We're going to see this devil casted out right now. Verse 23, Jesus saith unto him, just said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child, notice this word here, he cried out. He was done. He was sick and tired of everything. 
and he gave up. He didn't care anymore. All he wanted was deliverance. All he wanted was Christ. And Jesus said, if thou believest. And the father proved his faith by going above and beyond and crying out. Crying out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. And this is how I know he truly believed. Help thou mine unbelief. He was able at this moment to see himself as he was. To see that he doesn't believe, but he wants to believe. See, we all think we have faith. We all think we trust God. We all think that we're righteous. We all think that everything's all right. But when you get close to the Lord Jesus Christ, then you can see yourself who you are, see your sin, get tired of your sin, see that you do lack faith, see that you do need the faith, see that uh, your problems are not what is keeping you from the Lord, it's your own heart, and you're willing to do anything and crying out to the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, Lord, just help me, help me too. Help my son, and I also need the help as well. Help us, help us. Oh, Lord. See, this father didn't come to the Christ just, Christ just for his son. He came also for himself. He thought maybe that his son was the only one. But when he got to the Lord, like Isaiah said, what was me? For I am undone. You see, when you get in the presence of the Lord, if the Holy Spirit of God is in this church, then you're not going to leave the same. If the Holy Spirit of God is in this church then we will repent of our sin. If the Holy Spirit of God is in this church, then the Lord Jesus Christ will be exalted in this place. There are churches with counterfeit spirits. You know, there are spirits out there, a deceiving spirit that will deceive the hearts. How can you distinguish between the Holy Spirit of God and one just like it, that appears, that may act, that do everything like the Holy Spirit of God, but is not the same. How can we know whom we don't see? There's only one that's going to point people to Christ, and that is the Holy Spirit of God. Anything, any uh, spirit that is leading you away from the Lord, better try the spirit. You get a phone call during your prayer time, you better try that spirit. You get something pressing on you to take away your Bible reading, you better try that spirit. You get something that is uh, leading you away from church or the right way, you better try that spirit. You get anything that's taking you away from the Lord Jesus Christ, you better try that spirit. That is not the Holy Spirit of God. There are many spirits. There's a perverted spirit. Man's lusts have no bottom to it. If you feed your lusts, it just, it's like a fire. It gets bigger and bigger and grows and grows and grows. The society produces perversion. Television produces perversion. The music out there produces perversion. 
But if you feed your own flesh with perversion, your way becomes perverted. It'll take you away from the Lord. The Bible says you can get to a point, degradate yourself so much that every thought of your mind becomes evil continually. You don't want to get to that place. The devil will have you destroyed. You may think you're playing with a match, but sooner or later it's going to be an uncontrolled fire in your life where only Jesus can put it out. And hopefully not too much of your life was burnt up by the time you came to him. He cried out with tears and said, Lord, help mine unbelief. Verse 25, and when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. There's a verse, the Bible says, a spirit goeth out of a man and wanders about into the wilderness. That spirit comes back and finds that man clean and swept, empty. And because of that, that man did not fill himself. Number one, he didn't get saved. And he didn't fill himself uh, with the things of God, the right things. That spirit, the Bible says, was able to enter into the man and take more wicked spirits, more wicked than himself, and enter into that man. So the worst, or the end became worse than the beginning. God hath delivered us from many things in here. But we soon to forget what God hath taken us from. The children of Israel quickly forgot the bondage of Egypt because they lusted after, the Bible says, the food that they didn't have. They wanted the pleasure. They wanted the physical things. And because they let their eyes rule and dictate their heart, they were consumed in the wilderness. Their end became worse than the beginning. They wandered about in the wilderness for 40 years, the Bible says, till they all died one by one. Their end became worse than the beginning. We must never forget where God hath taken us from. God has saved you from your sin. You must, you must. There is a cause to live for him. There is a cause to live holy. God is pleased, the Bible says, to enter into his presence with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. We must enter into his courts holy. When the high priest went into the temple, he had to be accepted of the Lord. And it was only through the blood that he was accepted. When Jesus saves us, he washes us with his blood. And we all stand. If you're saved today, you stand forgiven. But that renders no excuse for us to live as we well please. God has saved us. And he's redeemed us with 
from those corruptible things, from our vain conversation, from our previous life, from our lusts, and he's given us power over our flesh, ripped us from out of the hands of the devil and placed us into his marvelous light. Now, we are his people, and there is a reason to live for the Lord. There's a cause, and we must live for the Lord Jesus Christ. The temple on this earth that the high priest went into, that represents us. That temple, the building, the beautiful building, was where God was supposed to dwell with man. And if you are saved today, the Bible says, ye are now the temple. Your body is the temple of God. This body, this sinful body, is the temple of God. Heathen cultures always, if you read in uh, the Old Testament, they fill themselves with worldly things, piercings and tattoos and drunkenness and everything that will degradate the body. Why? We are made in the image of God, and the devil hates it. He hates, he hates that God had died on the cross. He hates that you're not going to hell. He hates it, and he will do everything to try to destroy you. And he knows the power of a Christian who gets on fire for Christ. He knows the power of one woman, one man. He knows the power of any Christian that will rise up and the power that will be upon you if you would walk with him and the power that will be on you when you go out those doors and lead many unto the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil knows that. If he could put some lust in front of you and you would take it, if he would have one of his spirits come upon you, A deceiving spirit. The Bible says there's a familiar spirit. A familiar spirit. What's a familiar spirit? Familiar is familiar to you. You know it. There's a spirit that will rise up in all of your lives, in my life. I've become acquainted with him many times. And I can spot him out. I'll say, there he is. Sometimes I forget. But there are sometimes a trial that you will go through or somebody will uh, come out of the blue and come upon you. That could be the familiar spirit that's always after you, trying to bring you down, trying to get you off course and try to get you back on the course of this world. An old friend, old family member, Whatever that spirit, whoever that spirit can take captive and work through. This past Sunday, acquainted again with that familiar spirit, attacked me right before church. And the longer you go at it and the more you preach, the more you lift up Christ, you're going to have spirits attacking you. You'll have no clue unless you get out of the course of this world and into the course that Jesus places you on. And then you'll be able to see and distinguish the difference that the devil is attacking me. You say, I don't believe that. Be sober. 
be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walks about seeking whom he may devour. The spirit cried, verse 26. The spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. The spirit was tearing him apart. The spirit was uh, destroying him from the inside out. And when the Lord casted him out, he was as a dead man. Verse 27, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he arose. Does this young man owe the Lord anything? Surely he does. He owes the Lord his life. May this young man never forget that he was a discarded, forsaken, full of the devil himself, a weight to his parents, rejected from society. Does this young man owe the Lord anything? Surely he does. The Bible says in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, holy, holy. You see, I'm not holy. From today, we could be holy. From today, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You didn't come in holy, you're going to leave holy. Why? Through the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundations of the world that we should walk in him, the Bible says. You came in dirty, you're going to leave clean. You came in hurting, you're going to leave sober. You came in weak, you're going to leave strong. If the Spirit of God is in this place, there will be a change. There was no change in this young man after he left the doctors. There was no change in this man after he left the disciples. But there was a change when he left the Lord Jesus Christ. And this young man is in Jesus' debt forever. Why? Because he who Christ gets a hold of has eternal life, and we owe it to our God. We owe it to our Lord. Holy. Holy. Let's teach your brethren by the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Conformed, meaning taking form to it. This world is going to hell and everything that it produces is directed towards the prince of this world, which is Satan himself. All of the music, all of the Hollywood, all 
We are in the world, but we are not of it. You say, is it wrong to eat at McDonald's? You better enjoy McDonald's food. Is it wrong to open my eyes when I go outside? Listen, be sober, be vigilant. Jesus said, behold, I send you as sheep amongst wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. This is a spiritual walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And lo, I am with thee always, even unto the ends of the earth. That means we go out filled with the Spirit of God. No more am I going to walk according to the course of this world. No more am I going to put my hands to sin. I'm going to put my hands to the plow for the Lord and not look back towards the gates of heaven I'm going. From the gates of hell I came into the pearly gates of heaven I'm going. Onward I go and I'm taking everybody with me. The devil is going the other way. He went from the gates of heaven now to the gates of hell and he said, I'm going to take everybody with me. Devil, I'm taking everybody with me. And opposite ways we go now. Before we were going the same direction, now we're going different ways. The devil can never go that way, and I can never go back. Why? Because once I'm saved, I'm saved, and the devil is damned to hell for eternity, the Bible says. Why, then, should we mix courses? This young man owes the Lord. He was a dead man, but Jesus gave him life. That temple represented us. The Pharisees and all, they, they liked to decorate. They loved the beauty of the temple. But God was not in there. We may appear good before men. But the disciples could never do anything. And that whole time that devil was in that young boy, tearing him from the inside out. When the father had to take him home day after day after day. And all it took was for him to go to Jesus. Friend, if you have Jesus tonight, you got it all. You got it all. This, this father had to fight to get there. And when he got there, he was all undone as well. He was a dead man as well. He said, help me. Help me. Help my unbelief. I believe the focus on this passage is not the young boy possessed with the devil. I believe the focus mainly is on the father here. The father's faith that didn't back down, that didn't stop fighting for his young boy. He kept pressing on until he brought his son to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a hope. If you can bring people to Christ, there's a hope for them. If you can lead them somehow to the Lord Jesus Christ, there is hope. Their life will be changed. And may the Holy Spirit of God indwell you, and you lead all people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you in this time. Lord, to ask you for grace and help. Lord, we know the devil would have all of us. Father, he can't take us to hell, but he surely can mess us up along the way. Lord, I pray you deliver us from him, the evil one, the seducer, 
the destroyer, the tempter, the liar, the deceiver. Lord, I pray deliver us from him. Father, there may be someone here. When they go home, they have a wicked spirit in their home. Lord, we could have a wicked spirit in this place. If your spirit's not here, there's certainly a spirit. There's no vessel going to be staying empty, oh God. It's either one or the other. Lord, may we all have the spirit of God. May he be in our homes. May he be all around us, and especially in our hearts tonight. Lord, if there's sin in our lives, Father, I pray we get it right. May the Holy Spirit of God point it out. Call it out what it is. And repent. For it is his work that draws all men to repentance, to convict the world of their sin, to point the way of righteousness, and to show the coming judgment of hell to everlasting fire. Father, I pray that right now, if there's anyone here that's not saved, that the Holy Spirit of God will draw all men unto you. Whatever the case may be, O oh God, O oh Spirit, do your work. Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. Do you have the Holy Spirit of God upon you tonight? I want to ask. Is how you're living tonight on the road to the Lord? Is it what you're watching at home. Leading to Christ. Is our lifestyle pleasing to the Lord? This is between you and the Lord. The devil will have you destroyed tonight. The devil will have you fruitless. The devil will have you sitting down and counted out. But you don't have to stay there. Devil, you had my son too long. You had me too long. I'm going to Jesus right now. I come dirty, I'm going to leave clean. I come weak, I'm going to leave strong. I come poor, I'm going to leave with everything because I got Jesus. May God give us the wisdom to see those wicked spirits that are taking our children captive at his will. The prince and power of this air that works in the children of disobedience. Have you noticed how disobedient children are today? You better believe that the devil is working overtime. He's going to take as many people to hell with him as possible. You don't believe this is real? Just look outside. You start preaching Christ out these doors, you'll see the devil.
you start trying to live for Christ, set yourself on fire for the Lord and you'll see the devil stirring up things in your own life. You do nothing, the devil leaves you alone. But you start moving for Christ, the devil will attack you hand and foot. But let me say this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. The prince and power of the air has lost grip on you and no longer shall he have you anymore. Come out of him and leave him and no more enter into him, Jesus said. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. From this day, today, whatever anyone is struggling with, from today, from tonight, devil, no more. I'm the Lord's. I've walked too long according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air. I belong to Jesus. I'm his. He wants me to stay clean. He wants me to live holy. He wants me to walk right. Lord, give me the grace to do so. I haven't yesterday, but from tonight, that's what I'm going to do. That's my new course. That's my new goal. And by the grace of God, lift your hand up. If you, by the grace of God, Lord, let that be me. Don't let the devil have me any longer. Let me be used for you tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask and pray these things. Father in heaven, Lord, I pray, Lord, protect us. Father, the devil is working overtime. He's taken our youth. He's taken the children. He's taken the families. He's breaking homes. He's destroying whom you created. Lord, let it be reversed one soul at a time, one by one. And may it begin here at the house of God where judgment first must begin. And may it go forth now, shining bright. Lord, I pray you provide for us, protect us. Lord, all that is needed, pray you give it. And may you give your grace upon us. Lord, I ask for special wisdom. Father, the devil has gotten so crafty along the way. Lord, and this world pulls us in every direction but yours. Lord, give us wisdom and extra grace and strength in these last days. In Jesus' name, I ask and pray these things. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Amen. I'm praying for you. You fight that devil. You fight them spirits. We got cake in the foyer. Amen. Happy birthday, Patty. <laughs> Praise God.